Welcome to the Productivity Breakthrough Podcast. I'm Elise Enriquez, your breakthrough coach. I am known for meeting people where they are and delivering practical insights so they can be more productive. Most people hear the word productivity and they think it's all about getting things done. What actually moves us forward in life and business is getting things known, getting things prioritized, and illuminating the next steps so you can achieve the goals that matter most to you. Being truly productive means being just as okay with what's not getting done as you are with what is getting done. If you are ready to create productivity breakthroughs in your life and business, then you are in the right place. I am so glad you're here. Now, let's create some breakthroughs. Hey there, today's episode is going to be a little bit different. I'm doing my first interview. Yikes. Y'all are people on a mission, and I wanted to share the story of someone whose mission changed when she decided to amp up her productivity. In today's episode, I'm talking to Laura Turchansky. You'll learn more about Laura in just a moment. But what I want to share with you is the before and after of Laura's mission. About a year ago, Laura said her mission was to just get her life under control. But she implemented some simple systems over the past few months, and now her mission is to enjoy her life with her family and enjoy her work. How cool is that? One quick note before we jump in. Laura mentions a program called GIST in our interview. She's referring to my signature productivity course, and I'll share more about GIST later in the episode, just wanting you to understand what she's talking about when she says that. Okay, let's hear what Laura had to say about her productivity journey. So Laura, welcome to the podcast. I am so happy to have you here. I am curious, could you just tell me a little bit more about how you spend your time? I, I tend to think of myself as by day I coach productivity and by night, you know, like I cook and hang out with my family and friends and love up on my dogs. So how do you spend your time? So by day, I'm an attorney and I love what I do. I work in-house for a company, um, which is a relatively new job to me. I've only been there not even six months, but um, I, I love what I do every day. I have a great team of people that I work with. And then by every other moment that I'm awake, I'm a mom. I've got three boys. They're eight, six, and three. So as you can imagine, my house is very loud and there's lots <laughs> of chaos constantly. Um, so my husband and I just do our best to, to kind of roll, roll with the chaos and, you know, cook as we need to cook and clean as we need to clean, but really just try to keep all of our little humans alive. <laughs> that's that is a, a good goal I think probably yeah, <laughs> just keep them just keep them alive I kind of think that way sometimes I don't have kids myself but when we have our nieces I kind of think that's like you know what all we're supposed to do is keep them alive you know it's like we're not <laughs> it doesn't have that we don't we don't have to practice like any kind of rocket science over here we're just keeping these kids alive well, when you like, when you describe all of that, right, you've got the kids, you've got the job, you've got the husband, you just, you guys just moved a little while ago, got a new house, you know, all yeah. of these things, it can kind of sound like, check, 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 you know, like all the boxes are checked, you know, from the outside looking in, everything's perfect. But I know that you've been on a productivity journey the past few months, like you've been making some big changes. What made you do that? Why were you thinking like, gosh, I want to, I want to make some changes here when it comes to my productivity? I think that when I started on this journey, it was because I was so overwhelmed. Like I was just drowning. I was drowning in emails and tasks and to-dos and post-it notes all over my desk at work. And then, you know, with my home life, like what kid has to be where, when, you know, and what projects do we have? Like there, there was so many things going on. There were so many balls in the air. 
And I never felt like I even knew what was on my plate. Mm-hmm. So it would, it would be like, I come in to work and I'm just like, what do I need to focus on right this minute? Okay. Well, what email looks the most urgent? Right. Mm-hmm. And then just go from there. And so I felt like I had tried everything. I had a huge whiteboard, like a giant whiteboard in my office. And I would try to write things on the whiteboard. I had a paper planner that I would fill in my calendar and my to-dos. I had post-it notes galore that, you know, I would stick to my computer because then I knew that, okay, this one really has to get done because it was like right at least. Yeah, this was, this one's really important because it's on a post-it. <laughs> exactly. And, I, and, you know, nothing worked. I still felt like so out of control. Mm-hmm. And one of my coworkers had gone through the DISC program and, and had recommended it. And so I embarked on the, on the program myself. And it was finally like, oh, okay, like I can have a system that actually means I don't need to have five different systems. I don't need to have post-it <laughs> notes and a planner right. and a whiteboard and a text nag my husband because we've forgotten something with the kids, right? Like it was <laughs> trying to find a way to keep all those balls actually in the air and not feeling like I'm constantly dropping them. Text nag is a new phrase I'm going to start using. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of that. Text nagging. So for anybody who's listening who doesn't know what GIST is, GIST stands for Get Your Shit Together. It's a productivity training program and group that I run that I love. I'm saying it very like whatever, but I love it. I love what I do. Uh, and so Laura uh, is, is one of my gisters. She's one of my gisters. So yeah, so you said you had a coworker that told you about it. Um, and I, so it's, I was try, trying to think about like, you know, what makes somebody make a change, right? You know, like when it, when it comes to me, like I always feel like, uh, especially during this COVID time, like weight has crept up. But the first time I made a big change in my life when it came to like my health and eating, it was, gosh, it was like years ago. It was a year after the summer after I got married the first time, um, the summer after I got married the first time and I refused to lose weight for my wedding. But that I got through that Christmas and was just like, oh man. Like, I got to do something about this. And it felt like a, a rock bottom where finally you just get like tired of it or sick of it. What did your rock bottom and my rock bottom look like eating every Christmas cookie at Christmas that year? Like, I was like, I don't care. Like, I'll start something in a little bit, but I'm just going to like pile it, like, give me another ginger snap. What did rock bottom look like for you when it came to this feeling of out of control? Like, what did that actually look like? For me, it was that I didn't enjoy like any part of my life. Like I was so busy trying to keep up with my life that I didn't enjoy any of it. And so work was very stressful and, you know, I didn't enjoy what I was doing because I was always so stressed out about like, did I do this? What about that? Oh, I forgot to do this thing. Oh, I've got something coming up next week. And I never felt like it was under my control. And then with home, it was just more of the same. If I was home, I was thinking about all the work stuff I should be doing. If I was at work, I was thinking about all the home stuff I should be doing. So like there wasn't any one area of my life that I actually was like happy with. Mm-hmm. So from the outside looking in, like I had a great job and you know I had wonderful kids and all of these things. Yeah. So what's but wrong was, with you? What's wrong with me? <laughs> what's right? your problem? Totally. Yeah. And so for me, it was just like, man, like there has to be something better than this. Mm-hmm. Like I can't, I, I can't keep going being overwhelmed with absolutely every part of my life and having no room or time for self care mm-hmm. because all I can do is think about all of the things I should be doing. So I can't really think about taking care of myself. Well, and I have to say, y'all don't see her right now, but she's got these lovely lashes on. So that meant, and I know how long that takes, right? You went, you had to go do that. And this was a first for you. So I'm like, I'm saying, hooray, like, good job. But seriously, taking, yeah, taking time for that 
is it's like it is rest though because you get to have your eyes closed. <laughs> yes, that is true. It's awesome in so many ways, but but I'm I'm just so glad that you're finding time not just to because I think a lot of times you know people want more time and the, and they're just gonna fill it with like well I want to be a better mom then I want to be like or I want to advance my career and it's like if you do all that and you're still not taking care of yourself it's not going to last. It's not sustainable, you know? So I, I like that you're, it seems like you're doing things in a more sustainable way than I think a lot of people try to do. Yeah. The other thing I heard was this idea of, of not being where you were, right? If I was with my family, I was all of a sudden things would pop into my head about like, oh crap, what slipped through the cracks at work or, or did I, or did it not, you know? And when you're at work, it's like, okay, shoot, what do we need to worry about for tonight and tomorrow? And you know, that kind of thing. Um, so it's that kind of not being <laughs> where your brain isn't where your body is, right? Like your brain is off somewhere else. How is that different now for you? Well, now I feel like I don't have to constantly be worrying and thinking about all of my to-dos because now I have a system that I put them in. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, when I'm at work, I do my work and I can go and I can look at my task list and I can, I know like, what are the things that I need to do today? And I can respond to emails that pop up with with new things. You know, is it something I actually have to do today? Okay. I'll either get it done right away or I'll add it to my system. Mm -hmm. So I know that I'm going to get it done. And then when I'm done with work, like I am done with work and I close my computer and I walk away and then I'm I'm with my family. And I don't have that 3am wake up. Oh my God, did I remember to Mm -hmm. fill in the blank? Because I like, as I'm thinking of things, as I'm committing to things, I'm just putting them into my system. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, if I, you know, obviously those things still pop up every once in a while, like I just know that, okay, I forgot to do this thing. Okay, I'll go put it into my system and I'm going to tag it for tomorrow. So when I get to my desk tomorrow morning, I know that, oh yeah, this is the thing that I said that I'm going to do today. Yeah, it's there. It's there. So, so th- I'm uh, now I'm like hypothesizing. And so I'm like, is that, do you think that was the biggest shift you made? What, what was, what was the biggest productivity shift you made in terms of just practice? Was it having one place for everything or or what was it? Because I, I can appreciate that. I was drifting off to sleep last night and was like, oh, I just made this change and I didn't think about these other changes. And I, and I just like popped on my phone real quick, put it in my system. And then I went to sleep. It was great. Right. But like, so I know I get a lot of relief from that. What was, what was your biggest change or tool or shift that you implemented to, to allow this for yourself? I think it was having everything in one place and feeling like it was effective for me. Because I feel I had tried a lot of different places to do things, whether you know pen and paper or whiteboard or whatnot. But for me, it's I I have one place I have access on my phone, but I don't use my phone that much to add things. It's usually when I'm at my computer, mm-hmm. um, but I use it for everything. So it's my task list for all of my work projects, and I have different kinds of projects at work that I do, and I put all the tasks there. You know, we're in the middle of continuous renovations on our house because we bought a fixer upper. And so we have projects for the house and I put them in my system. And then with kids, I mean, there's always projects with kids, right? From yeah. they need new clothes to like, there's something going on at school that I have to do. Like I just put it in my system. Mm-hmm. And so I don't have a bunch of different places and I don't have everything in my brain. Cause I think that, mm-hmm. was, that was my biggest shift was getting everything out of my brain because it couldn't hold everything. And getting it into a system, so then I don't have to keep thinking about it. Yeah, I. It's amazing what our brains can come up with, <laughs> and it's amazing how 
unqualified it is to hold on to all this stuff. There, our brains are brilliant. <laughs> I mean, you're solving difficult legal challenges every day, not to mention difficult parenting challenges and marriage challenges. Like we all have the things that we're tackling every single day. And our brain is brilliant about all of those things. And it just can't, it just can't, it can't hold all this stuff. It's just too much. <laughs> it's too much to ask of our sweet little brains. Definitely. So you, but you stuck with it. This is a thing, right? Like a lot of people, it's almost like it can be like a diet, right? Or, or budgeting or something like that, where it's like, okay, I have this plan and I'm going to do it. And then it kind of peters off after a while. So why do you think you've stuck with it? Cause it's been months now for you. Yeah. How long, wait, almost, how long has it been? It's, it's been, been almost a year. About a year. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, That's I, awesome. I, I think for me, it's consistency and accountability. Mm-hmm. So, you know, my system only works if I continue to use it. So if I, you know, don't go in and look at my tasks and I don't update due dates, like it's just going to be another dumping ground that, you know, is, is never useful. So for me, having the just community where, you know, almost every Friday I am logging in and I'm going and I'm doing my systems check and I'm reviewing my tasks. I'm looking at my calendar. I'm making sure everything's up to date. And if I miss it because I have a conflict or, or whatever might happen, I feel that. I feel that I'm not up to date. I'm not. I'm not on top of my system. And so for me, it was having a community that mm-hmm. I could, like, you know, the, the just community, like, no one is going to be mad at me if I don't come. But I know that my life is better if I do. So just having that, you know, ability to sort of have a group of like-minded people you know, so whether that's something like the just community or just a group of friends or a spouse or whatever it is, like having this sort of system check, having this community that can support you in staying with it, for me, it was hugely helpful. Because if left to my own devices, it would have been very easy for me to just be like, oh, yeah, I'll get back to that. Oh, I'll do that. But no, it's like, okay, every Friday, I'm logging in and I know that that's what I'm doing. So I forget we talked about five tendencies, right? Before, so did you did you figure out what your five what your the five tendencies, four tendencies? Did were you um with us in just when we talked about that? I don't remember. Okay, so there's so wait, you know, in talking about you know having the accountability, having the community, there are according to uh, Gretchen Rubin, she did the Happiness Project and a, a few other books, but she developed this assessment where you look at. Basically, do you have intrinsic or extrinsic motivations, right? Mm-hmm. Or do you have both? Or do you have neither? And so uh, I am an obliger uh, in her model, which means I my intrinsic motivation is not strong. <laughs> my extrinsic motivation, right? Having accountability to other people, having community to belong to is really important, which is probably why I created a community, right? Like it helps me be accountable too. I always joke around about that with people. And I'm a, just a big fan of, you know, giving yourself what you need. And so I'm glad that you give yourself what you need in this to just go like, there's nothing wrong with you that you like to have the accountability. There's nothing wrong with you that you want to have the community. It's that you're just giving yourself what you need. And I think I want more people to be doing that <laughs> for themselves. So they'll say whatever it is, right? Whether whether it's that they want to be in an accountability group or whether they need to kind of have their rebel nature and do things when they want to and rebel against things, because that's another tendency, like do that too. But I love that you recognized your need and just gave that to yourself because I I do notice that a lot of people don't. In fact, a lot of my clients, whether they're in gist or in one-on-one coaching, I find myself saying, okay, give yourself what you need. Like we've identified a need. Now let's just give that to yourself and not judge it. 
I it's love really it. easy to like deprioritize keeping your system up to date, right? Like that takes time out of your day to sit there and think about like, what do I need to do this week, next week, whatever it is. But for me, like the big aha was how much more in control of my life I am by just staying on top of things. Mm-hmm. And if I can devote that one hour you know, each week to just making sure that I am I'm keeping up with things, my life is 10 times better. Mm-hmm. So that one hour, yeah, I could go and I could do some other project in that hour. But that whatever that action is that I take, it is not going to be as much value to me as the time that I'm taking to reset and get back to good, because that is going to carry me forward for days to come. Mm-hmm. I think that's the best thing that can happen is for somebody to miss a systems check <laughs> because mm-hmm. then then they know how like how you can it things come back onto your brain again, right? So I want to pivot real quick because you were talking about the before for you, right? Of like when you decided that you wanted to make a shift when it came to productivity, you talked about, you know, that it was over things were overwhelming and you were busy and you didn't really have time. But now you're carving out an hour a week. <laughs> every week to do a systems check and it helps you feel more sane. But not only that, but you had to carve out time to do the work to set up your system. How did you do that? How did you prioritize that time when you were already felt so stinking overwhelmed? You know, it was a challenge because I felt like, you know, taking out an hour multiple times a week to do my courses and to learn and to set up my system and to get my email under some semblance of control. And I had thousands <laughs> and thousands of emails at the time. Um, but I think that because I hit that rock bottom place mm-hmm. and it, I did have that realization that like, I can't keep going like this. Mm-hmm. Like something has to give. And it was um, taking the time for myself, prioritizing my own sanity, my own like need to have some organization and just really understanding that for myself, that this is really important. And that made all the difference. Because then it wasn't like I'm wasting this hour, you know, by not working. Yeah. It's I'm choosing to use this hour in a way that's going to make me enjoy my work more. And so I just, I blocked my calendar. And so, you know, anytime that I had a just class, anytime that I had a systems check, like I just blocked it out. And even to this day, like I still have my systems check blocked on my calendar on Fridays. And there are times, you know, if I have a deposition that starts at nine o'clock on Friday, of course, I'm going to go do the deposition. I can't, you know, what? What? No, just kidding. (laughs) But but for me, it's like, you know, it's one of those things that I don't, I don't move. I don't schedule over if I, you know, can help it. And I just, I make it a priority because I've seen the impact it has on my life. And, And I know that having this system has brought me so much more happiness than not. So. You know, from from day one, you have to make the commitment to set it up, to do it, to work it, and do the work to get to good. And then from there, it's a lot easier to keep good going. Right? So you, yeah. You gotta get there first. <laughs> yeah, totally. You're gonna make me all teary over here. Like I just, I love, I love hearing these these kinds of wins. It will. So it sounds like you've got, you know, you've got the system in place. You're doing, you know, the systems checks every week. You've got, you've done so much work. What still needs improvement? Like, where do you feel like? What's the next kind of hurdle to cross when it comes to productivity, knowing that, you know, in my world, productivity in our world, because you're a gister in our world, uh, productivity really is all about moving forward what matters most while still remaining present, you know, to the people, experiences and opportunities that matter most to you. So when it comes to productivity, like what is the next hurdle for you? 
there's a couple that that I come constantly struggle with. One is email and mm-hmm. and not being drowned in emails. So you know, I am super responsive on email. Like I will read it and I will respond to it either a quick, yep, got it, I'll get back to you or, uh, you know, whatever the response needs to be. And I'm not good about filing it away. And so I end up getting bogged down because I'll get, I get hundreds and hundreds of emails every day. And so, you know, if I let it go a couple of days, you know, then Friday rolls around and I have a good 500 plus emails. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for me, I feel like I'm so in control if my email inbox at, at work is down in like double digits. Like if, you know, inbox zero is the goal, inbox double digits, I am like totally happy camper. Yeah. Any um, hashtag you want, hashtag inbox zero or hashtag <laughs> double digits. I don't double care. Yeah. Well, because we talk about that, right? Like yeah. you don't, I don't care if somebody gets to inbox zero or not. I care that they get relief. Right. And I think yeah. that you've, you've created relief for yourself when you get into those double digits, because that's way more manageable than triple digits. Definitely. Yeah. And then the other thing that I find myself doing is, you know, putting in my next action in my system of, you know, here's the project, here's the next action I'm going to take, here's the date I'm going to do it. And then like on that day, I look at it like, oh, well, okay, maybe I'll get around to that and not actually moving things forward. Um, so I think that there, I have more room to be more intentional about my day-to-day work. And, you know, if I have a particular legal case that I'm working on, knowing like, okay, this is my next action. If I do it, I get to check it off and that feels good. And if I don't do it, then I have to move it till tomorrow or I have to move it to next week. And that doesn't feel as good. So making the choice for myself to yeah. actually move projects forward is, I think, something that I'm going to always be able to improve upon. I think it's true for everybody, right? Because it's just a plan, right? Like when I think about it, like systems are supposed to support us, not control us, right? It's not like you open your task list and if you don't finish it, you know, something is going to like your computer is going to crash and you're going to lose everything. You're like, There's no punishment except for in your own head and body <laughs> everywhere else. So it's it's just a matter of going, okay, yeah, I have free will, which is good and bad, right? It's like, great, because I have free will, and I don't always have to do what's on my task list. And not so great when, yeah, I'm like, because I too make like the not best choice sometimes like, oh, yeah, it would have been better for me to make progress that y- yesterday than today, because now I'm stressed, or now I, you know, I don't have enough room for a review, or I don't have, you know, for somebody to like, check it over and make sure it looks good, or whatever it might be. So I would say you're definitely not alone in that. Um, but I think you I think you know that already. But I'm I'm playing around with stuff. You know me, I'm always like playing around with stuff. I'm like, I've got some ideas. I, I've got some things I'm working on. Um, I have to ask you this before I let you well, I have a couple other questions, but one question I want to ask you about is the whole idea of the mental load. And because it's something that you and I have talked about before. And so for those of you who don't know what the mental load is, it's the work of managing household and life. And it's not necessarily always doing the physical work or doing the tasks, but being the one in charge, being the project manager of everything in the household. And often that work falls on women. And so uh, so I'm curious for you, has there been any shift in the mental load work? Because I know you and I have talked about this before, but I didn't know if you got anything in place, if you had anything you want that you could share. I think that a lot a lot of the mental load still ends up falling on me. Um, but I feel like I, my system helps me. So I'm not resentful about it. Mm-hmm. So I, I used to be resentful because my husband and I both work full time. Um, and, you know, we have these three wonderful children that need a lot of love and care and attention. 
And it's the remembering, like, who has to go to the doctor, who has to go to the dentist. Okay, this child is growing out of clothes. Like, we need more socks. Like, it's all of these things. So my husband was fine at executing on things. And, you know, he, he does their lunchboxes pretty much every day. And he's the one who cooks in our family. So, you know, he shares the load in the house a ton. So it, it was, for me, it was always having to remember what had to be done and then having to tell him what had to be done. Yeah. And so it's like I you're the manager have, delegating all these tasks and it's like, mm-hmm. I, I don't want to have to be the manager of everything. Yeah. yeah. And, and it was a lot of it was, it was too much to hold in my head. Mm-hmm. I couldn't keep in my head all of the different things that we needed to know about our life. And he knew that I had everything in my head. So he didn't have to have a system to control it because that was me. Like I was the system for our whole family and it wasn't working. Mm-hmm. So I, like I said, like I use my system not only for work, but for home. And I have my husband also get an account using the same. So I use GQs. I had him sign up for GQs as well, because now I, I actually have a family team. And so, you know, with all these house projects we're doing, like some of it is stuff I'm like, I might be painting, but he's going to be using the nail gun to put up trim. Mm-hmm. I will just put that into my system and I'll make a task and I'll say, okay, like paint the boards and I'll assign it to myself and I'll pick the day I'm going to do it. And then I'm going to like put down the task of, you know, nail the boards to the wall and I'm mm-hmm. going to assign it to my husband. I'm going to put the date that I think he can do it. And he and I will talk about them like, hey, what are the projects that we need to move forward? Like, what do you need me to do? What are, what are you going to do? And so I'm not nagging. I'm not keeping everything in my head. So, so going back to the whole text nagging, yeah, right? Or text <laughs> nagging. So it's just it's just easier because I get things out of my head. I put it into a forum that he actually has access to as well, so he doesn't have to come ask me like you know, hey, I want to work on the house. Like what what's most important to you? Like he already knows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're and like he knows he knows where that priority list is. Absolutely. So it's it's just I, the mental load is still there. It's never going to mm-hmm. go away. But getting as much as possible out of my head makes it yeah. so much more manageable. Cool. I'm so glad to hear that update because I knew that you were you were like starting to play around with this a little bit. And I was curious to hear how it goes. You know that my wife and I do our, we both have, you know, our GQs accounts and we do our, our family meetings too. And it does, it helps to just give kind of an agenda to talk about instead of keeping it up in your brain or talking about it in inopportune times, because I think that's often what can happen is you're just trying to resolve some small household thing, you know, and it's like just not always the best time to talk about it. So when you actually have a system to hold it, you don't have to worry about forgetting it. And we do that. We'll be like, I'm like, just put it in GQs. We'll talk later. <laughs> like just, just talk, who, like who has their, whoever has their phone closed, toss, tosses it in, you know, and then like, we'll talk about it later. It's the best. I love it. That's so cool. All right. I want to do some rapid fire questions with you. Are you, are you good? Are you ready? ready. All right, it. cool. I want to know, because I love pop culture and I love having fun, is what are you watching, reading, doing, listening, whatever for fun right now? Um, so I'm reading this ridiculous book series. Um, I stumbled across it. It's an author that I like, Nalini Singh. And she has this, um, it's like a romance novel series. It's like called Rock Kiss. Uh, and there's like four or five books in it. Anyway, it's about this rock band. And then like the various women that they fall in love with. And I mean, it's, it's a, you know, it's a romance novel, so you can imagine, but right. it's just like, it's so outside of my life, like, right. it's so different than the life that I live. So it's fun. It's fun. And it's, it's entertaining. And it's something yeah. that I can just read and like completely disconnect from like, my kids and my job and my life and just sort of 
soak into this idea of this, you know, jet setter lifestyle. Total, total escapism. I just, yes. I just got a fiction. Um, I haven't read fiction in so long. And I'm like, that's not good. That's not good for me. I need, I need, like, I like reading fiction. It's just been so long. So I, I tend to go for like, kind of murdery stuff, <laughs> murder mystery or suspense. Because um, I think it's like, I like the drama in a book. I don't want the drama in, in my life. So I'll just, I'll just get it there. Now I don't even remember what it's called. Oh, the Upstairs Wife uh, is what I'm reading right now. So it's, it's, I just started it, but it's like, it's, it's good. It's good enough, right? So who is inspiring you these days? That's a good question. Um, I feel like I'm inspired in little ways by a lot of people. Like I am inspired kind of by all of the working parents. You know, obviously I, I identify most with all the working moms out there, like managing life in a pandemic and just like showing up every day, right? Like you may not be at your best, but you just show up every day. And, you know, I work with a team of just really amazing women, many of whom have kids. My boss is a working mom. You know, her boss is a working mom. So I just, I feel really privileged to be able to work amongst this team of women who, you know, are kicking butt and managing to have kids and, you know, deal with the pandemic and everything that that brings. Well, I have to say that y'all are inspiring me too. <laughs> like, all, is I we've only had the nieces here sometimes during school and stuff like that, and just like when they were when they were um, not in school and they were doing everything from home. And I don't know how you all are doing it every single day. <laughs> all right, last rapid fire question: What does productivity mean to you? So, to me, productivity is having the ability to know what my priorities are. And take action on them. So I am productive when I am moving forward what matters to me and just knowing what those things are. Yeah. Being able to name them even so that you can move them forward. I love that. Okay. I usually ask a question of the week of my listeners just to get them thinking about how to do something differently in their lives just this week. Like just one little shift, one little thought to have. Do you have a question that's helpful for you when you kick off your week or a question that's kind of brewing for you these days? when I start my week, I like to think about like, what is the one thing that I need to get done this week? So I don't have to think about it next week. <laughs> I love I it. I can identify like my top one thing, then I know I'm going to get that one thing done. Yeah, like, I do not want to think about this. Like, let me just get this off my plate. No, I love it. Because we all have, we have different motivations for different things. And we got to tap into all those different ways of motivating ourselves. So I love that. Well, thank you so much. This was so fun. I love getting to know you better. I adore having you in the community. And like I said, I just feel like you're so dedicated. You're sticking to it. And it warmed my heart to hear like the impact that it's had for you. Like that makes me like, oh, makes it all worth it. Like all the sex. I love actually doing it. You know, I love bringing everybody through it and supporting everybody. But I don't always get to hear like these kinds of, you know, results and stuff. So thanks for sharing this with me. I appreciate it. Oh my gosh. How great was Laura? And who else out there has text nagged their partner? (laughs) That was hilarious. Okay, I got to just share some things that I loved about Laura's story. One, I love that Laura knew that there could be something better than what she was experiencing when she was overwhelmed. Deep down, she knew there had to be a better way. And she sought out support and making that happen and making that better way happen for herself. The other thing I loved was that she put in place or what she actually put in place was simple. And y'all know I'm a big fan of simple systems, and we usually need consistency before we need complexity. 
And simple is what makes consistency easier. So I love that what she put in place, she felt was simple for her and straightforward and not complicated, right? And there's so much more I loved, but the last thing I'll note is that I love that Laura recognized that she'd do better with accountability and community to keep her engaged in her system. And she didn't judge that about herself. She just gave it to herself. And you know, I always say, give yourself what you need. You also know that I always have a question of the week. And this time I asked Laura to come up with a question for you. So are you ready? It is time for the question of the week. What is the one thing you could get done this week that you don't want to have to think about again next week? Okay, this question made me laugh because I could totally relate to it. It's like, what is that one thing that's been on your list forever that you just don't want to see anymore? What can you do about it this week? What kind of progress can you make or can you actually get it done so you just don't have to look at it on your list ever again? So I'm curious to hear from you your answer to that question for the week. Share your thoughts with me over on Instagram. I'm going to wrap this episode with a quick heads up. The doors are closing on my signature productivity training program just this week. As you heard earlier, it just stands for get your shit together. In this course, what you'll do is you'll learn how to create what I call a bonus brain. And that bonus brain holds everything that needs to be remembered so that you can get stuff done while still being present to the people, experiences, and opportunities all around you. Like Laura said earlier, your bonus brain is actually a simple system that does some pretty heavy lifting so you can stop carrying the weight of your work, your family, and everything else on your shoulders. If you are ready to overcome your overwhelm, to drop being busy, and to shift to actually being productive, then I'd love to have you join us in GIST. Head on over to eliseenriquez.com forward slash gist for more details. Okay, that is all for this week, and I'll be with you again next week. Until then, keep moving forward what matters most. Thanks so much for joining me for this week's episode of the Productivity Breakthrough Podcast. Did you have a breakthrough today? Write to me and let me know. You can reach me, revisit anything we covered today, or uncover free resources over at eliseenriquez.com. And if you know of other leaders in life and business who would appreciate a little help with their productivity breakthroughs, I'd love it if you'd share this podcast with them. And finally, remember to hit subscribe or follow so you don't miss an episode. See you next time.